You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hour, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, today our show is very interesting. It's about in-house privacy at the Federal Trade Commission. And you know that the Federal Trade Commission has done so much good work in the area of privacy. But now we're going to speak with the chief privacy officer of the Federal Trade Commission because the Federal Trade Commission has to walk their talk and they have to follow privacy laws and be a a model for the rest of the federal agencies and for for private industry as well. So I'm excited to to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Mark Roman, who is the chief privacy officer of the Federal Trade Commission. And he has had an incredible background coming, uh, getting his JD at Harvard. But let me tell you what he's done. Mark Roman serves as the Federal Trade Commission's Chief Privacy Officer and Senior Agency Official for Privacy. As the CPO, that's what we call it, Chief Privacy Officer, Mark coordinates the FTC's enterprise-wide privacy program, and he makes sure that the FTC can efficiently and effectively carry out its mission while minimizing the privacy impact on individual privacy for in-house people, their employees, their staff, and everyone who they deal with as well. He is the FTC's first chief privacy officer. So here he is. He's the first one who had to build up the program. And he built the privacy program from the ground up, which must have been a task to be think about. Wow. And he oversees the FTC's initial inventory of personal information and the first comprehensive policy gap analysis. And listen to this. He reports directly to FTC Chairman John Leibowitz. So he reports to the top guy, who is the chairman of the Federal Trade Commission, and he chairs both the agency-wide privacy steering committee and the breach notification response team. He works with the FTC's CIO and CISO, which are the security people who are in charge, And he evaluates all the new technologies, websites, social media, and information technology systems to identify and mitigate personal privacy risks. And the FTC's privacy program was awarded the 2008 International Association of Privacy Professionals Privacy Innovation Award. And it has served as a model for numerous other federal agencies as well as private industry. And then back in 2009 and 2010, Mark was detailed to the House of Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce, where he worked on legislative issues such as privacy, information security, technology, and e-commerce. And most notably, he led a committee efforts in drafting legislation addressing consumer privacy and data security. And before being sent to the Hill, Mark served as advisor to the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection and Consumer Policy. 
and he began his FTC career as a staff attorney in the FTC's Division of Marketing Practices, and there he focused on prosecuting internet and high-tech fraud. So that's where he got a lot of his great experience there. And then back in 2001, he served as the coordinator of the FTC's Internal Investigations Training Program. And then in 2003, he served as the National Coordinator of the Interagency Law Enforcement Task Force on Spam. And he coordinated the Project NetForce, a law enforcement sweep of cybercrime and internet fraud. And prior to even joining the FTC, he was a litigation associate with Peabody and Arnold LLP in Boston, Massachusetts. And there he was focusing on intellectual property and technology litigation. And you can find out even more about him at our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. And also you can find out more about all the great things he's doing at FTC.gov. Thank you, Mark, so much for joining us all the way from the East Coast. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you very much for that very generous introduction. Well, my goodness, you have worn a lot of hats, and now, oh my goodness, do you ever get a time to sleep or leave or go home? (laughs) Sounds like you do a lot of different things at the FTC. Well, I have, and certainly being the chief privacy officer for the FTC keeps me very busy. I can imagine. So tell us a little bit about the structure of the privacy office. I know a lot of people didn't even realize that governmental agencies really are required to have privacy offices now, correct? So many federal agencies are required by statute to have a chief privacy officer, and some are also required to have a dedicated privacy office. But the thing is, it really varies from agency to agency and department to department. Um, There is no set structure. There's no requirement that the CPO report to the agency head or or actually that the CPO be in any particular office. Um, And and that's really a challenge. Sometimes the CPO is in the IT department. Sometimes the CPO is in the general counsel's office. But in, in my case, I am in the office of the chairman, and I report directly to Chairman John Leibowitz, as you noted. And that really highlights how important uh, privacy is to the Federal Trade Commission and how seriously we take it. Exactly. You know, I, I think that is so important because some people here, and we've talked with other privacy officers, and sometimes privacy officers report to the HR department, sometimes to legal counsel, but to be able to report to the the Federal Trade Commission commissioner shows that this really is important. The higher up that you report as the privacy officer, the more it really means to the whole organization, right? I think that's absolutely right. And um, another point I'd like to make about our structure, um, and I didn't mention this, but at some agencies, the chief information officer is also the chief privacy officer. And I would suggest, and this is only my own personal opinion, that that's really problematic that you really should not have the CIO also serving the CPO function. The jobs are different. Um, The CIO has enough on his or her plate without having the privacy function as well. And I really think it's incredibly important that you have two separate individuals in separate offices serving the functions of privacy and uh, information security and, and this being the CIO. Right. And they always say that you can have security without privacy, but you can't have privacy without security. So, you know, it's it's probably really, really important. Now, you have CIOs, and do you also have a CISO there as well? Or Absolutely. We've got a chief information officer, 
and then reporting to our CIO. We have a chief information security officer, and I meet with her every week. Mm. And so what kind, of, what kind of things do you do collaboratively? Um, the truth is we have to collaborate on everything. Wow. Um, we have so much sensitive PII at our agency in a variety of formats, whether they're structured databases or unstructured data. And so coordination between the CPO, the CIO, and the chief information security officer is absolutely critical. We coordinate on privacy impact assessments. We coordinate on um, developing security plans for particular databases, on, um, on web issues, on social media. We do coordinate on procurement issues, um, and now on cloud computing, for example. Right, right. And when you said PII, some of the people listening may not know that that's personally identifiable, identifiable information. And so not only do you get that from your own in-house staff, right, but you also get that from consumers who contact you, Right. Right. Uh, it, it may not be obvious, but the Federal Trade Commission is, you know, fundamentally a law enforcement organization. We enforce the nation's consumer protection and competition laws. And in carrying out our mission, we on any given day would have information on tens of millions of consumers, whether that information comes to us is in the form of consumer complaints or complaints from victims of identity theft uh, it comes to us um, through our litigation and discovery, um, and increasingly it comes to us on the competition side of the house when we're examining um, potential anti-competitive conduct involving healthcare organizations or hospitals where we would do a market analysis and we would need patient-level data in order to sort of look at, say, a state and analyze the impact of a merger of two hospitals. Right. A lot of people don't realize how really involved the Federal Trade Commission has been in privacy. Why don't you tell a little bit about what's gone on in the privacy arena with regard to the Federal Trade Commission? Oh, I would be delighted. Um, consumer privacy is one of the top consumer protection priorities at the FTC, and it has been for well over 20 years. Um, to date, uh, we've brought over 300 privacy-related cases that includes cases enforcing the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, can spam and other spam-related cases, spyware cases, um, cases uh, enforcing the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and dozens of cases concerning um, poor data security practices and violations of privacy policies. It's really a fundamental part of our mission and a top priority for our current chairman. Right. And it's, it, you guys do such a wonderful job. I am just in awe and always so pleased to be able to, you know, collaborate with you at the Federal Trade Commission because you've done such a great job. Now, your part is really to, to make sure also that your in-house people are following privacy laws and really adhering and walking the talk. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you train or how your department trains the Federal Trade Commission employees? Because they have to be really careful because they have access to all this sensitive data, right? Absolutely. Um, protecting the information that we have about our employees and about the public, about consumers, and even about our targets and defendants, it's really a core part of our mission. And it's a fundamental part of everyone's job here at the FTC. Um, we have a responsibility to, you know, our, the citizens to protect the data. And it's my job through our enterprise-wide privacy program to make sure we do just that. And I think you mentioned training. Um, 
training and awareness is just a critical part of any privacy program. We could have the best policies in place, but if our employees don't understand the policies and aren't aware of the policies, then they're just useless, um, completely useless. And so we have a very robust training and awareness program here. And, you know, I don't know if people realize it, but there are Federal Trade Commission offices all over the country. So you guys are the big shots in, in Washington, D.C., but you, I know you have an office in Los Angeles and, and many other places. So this is about training your employees everywhere, right? That's a really interesting point. Um, yes. Yeah, so we have three offices in Washington, D.C., and then eight offices across the country. And it is absolutely critical to make sure that the employees in all the offices receive the same level of training, the same quality of training. And so one thing I've done this past year, and it's really become an emphasis, is making sure that I personally visit each office so that I have an opportunity to meet with our staff face-to-face and really walk through the issues, address their questions and concerns, and meet with them one-on-one. So I've been to five offices so far. I'll be going to Chicago this summer and then our Dallas office in September. Oh, well, when you come back to L.A., you have to tell me and let me know and we can meet. (laughs) We're about an hour and a half, well, about an hour if there's no traffic from L.A. So then we can, because I know a lot of people there in in the L.A. office. So that's wonderful. And, and again, they see your face. They know you mean it. They, they also, again, know that you report to the commissioner, and it's important to you, and it will be important to them as well. Now, I know that you have um, done some wonderful things. In fact, in 2008, the FTC's privacy program was awarded that IAPP Privacy Innovation Award, which is great, and you've had Privacy Week. Why don't you tell us about that? Absolutely. We just had our fifth annual Privacy Week this past uh, May, and this uh, started five years ago um, as a way to really emphasize the critical importance of privacy, data security, and also records management at the agency. Uh, And so what it is, it's actually a full week um, program that involves um, speeches, contests, competition, Uh, the rollout of our online training module, and most significantly, uh, an agency-wide cleanup day. And I'll be honest that when I proposed this five years ago, some of the upper-level managers here looked at me like I was absolutely nuts (laughs) that we were going to have um, a cleanup day across the entire agency uh, to focus on both paper and electronic documents to, you know, because a core part of privacy is understanding what information you have, what PII you have, disposing of the data you no longer need, and once you identify the data you do need, making sure that's properly secured. Yeah, so that's we not launched easy. An enterprise-wide <laughs> cleanup day where everyone in the agency is required to spend time looking at their documents and cleaning up. You're allowed to come in in shorts and T-shirts and sneakers and literally go through your paper and electronic files and identify the PII and make sure it's secure. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and, and that's a lot, of, a lot of people now that we can put so much data on a tiny little thumb drive or in our phone or people don't realize that they are accumulating things that has sensitive data on it and, and they don't even know what they've got. So you're right. I mean, first of all, to even find out what you've got, where is it, do you need it, get rid of it, how to get rid of it safely and securely, all those things. It's just 
I think, overwhelming when you can collect so much data, and especially in your organization where at the Federal Trade Commission you collect so much data. That's, I think, is a great idea. Terrific. Now, um, I wanted to ask you also, I understand in addition to the Privacy Week, you have this Privacy Steering Committee and you host a Breach Awareness Week. So for our audience, when we're talking about security breach, it could be offline, meaning that you leave boxes around with sensitive data in it, but often it means that you have a security breach of electronic information that's not encrypted. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. As as my role as Chief Privacy Officer, uh, I also serve as the chairman of our breach notification response team, which means that every time there is a potential or confirmed incident involving uh, PII, it's my job, along with the other team members, to evaluate the incident, determine what kind of data may or may not have been compromised, and then the potential impact on individuals from that loss or compromise of data, and then obviously deciding what steps are appropriate. Do we notify the individuals? Is additional follow-up required? And so forth. But a core part of the data breach function and my responsibility is making sure that every employee understands their responsibility to report a real or potential breach immediately because it makes the response much more uh, streamlined and much easier if I know about a potential incident immediately. And if a staff person waits one or two weeks to see if they can actually find that lost BlackBerry or learn more about a potential incident, it makes the response more difficult. Right. So and that's danger. why we have that Breach Awareness Week, which yeah. um, is going to be, will be um, this summer. And we're going to focus um, on the theme of speed counts. When mm. you discover there's an incident, speed counts, and you need to um, let the CPO and the CIS know immediately. And in fact, there are several laws, state laws, about security breach that if you don't notify soon, that you could have some legal liability for, you know, not only for state like in California, if you violate that either as a governmental agency or a um, a private agency, you could be fined if you let things go too long. So there is some legal liability as well. And of course, if you let it go too long, you don't notify the people who are possibly affected by it, then they could be injured or they could have a identity theft or some other kind of privacy injury. So That's right. That's really our primary concern. We want to make sure that if information is um, inadvertently compromised or lost, that individuals are notified in a timely way so we can minimize any potential risk of identity theft or any other type of harm. Yes. And we are speaking, we're so thrilled, we are speaking with the Chief Privacy Officer, actually the very first Chief Privacy Officer of the Federal Trade Commission. And he has just, he's worn many, many hats, and he is in charge of the entire in-house privacy program for the Federal Trade Commission. And he has to walk his talk, and he has done fabulous work and even was responsible for them winning those uh, the innovation privacy innovation award from the International Association of Privacy Professionals. Now let me ask you something you have a really tough job. I mean it's exciting and you're right in the heart of all the big things that are going on with technology and privacy but you know you must have to make some unpopular decisions I would think. So w- what are a couple of those? There's no question that being CPO often requires difficult decisions and sometimes decisions that aren't going to be popular with program managers or staff, and that is simply part of the job. So I did mention Privacy Week earlier and our cleanup day, 
And those initiatives were very popular, but something that I, I have to be honest wasn't popular is that at the end of cleanup day, every staff member at the agency is required to certify in writing Ooh. that they actually did do the inventory of their data. They've reviewed and read and understand our privacy policies and procedures, and that all of their PII is secure. And they also have to acknowledge that they understand that the failure to follow our policies and procedures could result in disciplinary or other actions. Right. And so I have to say that um, that requirement, which actually comes in part from OMB, um, that was not particularly popular among staff here. No one likes to have to certify in writing that they've completed a task and they understand that there are consequences. Well, but when you have to do that, then, and you have to put it in writing, it has a much more impact. And so then you're really committing. And I think that degree of commitment is really very uh, honorable. I think it's a great thing you're doing. Now, one of the things that you guys have been talking about, um, which is privacy by design, and I have to tell you that I've interviewed Anne Kavukian, who is the commissioner of Ontario in Canada, and I interviewed her a couple times, and the last time I interviewed her was at the uh, International Association of Privacy Professionals in D.C., and she's really the one who first talked about privacy by design, and I know you guys have really picked up on that, and, and how have you implemented, why don't you tell my audience, first of all, who if they haven't heard me talk to Anne, tell us a little bit about privacy by design and how you've implemented it at the FTC. Oh, I would love to. It's really an absolutely critical, um, a critical issue now. And certainly, Anne Kabukin has been uh, the leader in advocating for privacy by design. And as you noted, um, very recently, the FTC has become also an advocate for privacy by design in the private sector. Over the past two years, you may know we held three privacy roundtables and then issued a draft staff report with recommendations. And one of the key recommendations staff made for the private sector is adopting a privacy by design approach when deploying or developing new technologies or new products or services. And that means making sure you bake in privacy considerations from the beginning of any project, not developing it and launching it and then saying, gee, wish we had thought of X, Y, or Z, but sitting down with the privacy professionals, sitting down with your security people from the beginning and through the development of your project, through the development of your service, you look for privacy issues, you examine privacy risks, and you do what you can to mitigate those risks through the development of your database, your product, or your service. Because it is much more difficult to go back and try and address privacy risks after the fact than it is to bake it in from the beginning. So how have you implemented it? Because now, you know, she talks a little bit about privacy by redesign. So you kind of have to, you know, it's like when you're remodeling a house. I, we, we were kidding with each other when we talked in D.C. because we just remodeled our house now, you know, and ha put in all these things that we didn't have in the original house and how much easier it would have been, it, you know, if the architect had put that into the original house when you have to remodel, you have to, you know, you have to do all these things that make it so much tougher but you can do a redesign. So I would think with, your, with the Federal Trade Commission being a very old commission and being around, how are you implementing the privacy by redesign? Well, I'll address it, uh, I think, this way. A key part of my job and a critical part of our privacy program is the development of privacy impact assessments. So, um, and this is required by law, um, 
and it is something that is a tremendous amount of my time and a key part of the activities of our Privacy Steering Committee. And what that means is, with any project, whether it's a website, whether it's new social media, outsourcing, cloud computing, or just the construction or development of a new database, if that project or new technology involves the collection, the dissemination, the storage of PII, then working with the program manager or business owner, we go through a privacy risk assessment. And we go through and we examine what data elements of PII will be collected, who will have access to that data, can we collect less data and still achieve the same objectives, um, how will we share it, how long will that data be retained, what are the purposes for that data collection, how will we make sure it isn't used for any other purpose. Of course, I work closely with the Chief Information Security Officer to make sure there's appropriate security in place given the sensitivity of the data. And, um, and we look at other issues like access controls uh, and so forth to make sure that we identify all the privacy risks up front. And as the database or the technology is developed or deployed, we mitigate those risks. And, you know, people have to recognize that it isn't just technology that you have to think privacy by design. And being a lawyer in my own office, I, I have to think about what am I sending by email and am I going to encrypt it or am I not going to encrypt it? And am I going to put something sensitive in, in, a, in an email? No, I'm not. And so even privacy by design is how you even design your policies, even if you have just a, a regular business, just your services as well. So when you're hearing Mark talk about these, you know, he's a big organization. They have a lot of electronic equipment. They have all this new technology that they're using. But even if you're driving by and you have a small business, even a home-based business, and you're collecting personal identifiable information or social security numbers or anything, credit card numbers, you have to be thinking privacy by design too, right, Mark? That's absolutely right. It's, it's a very uh, scalable concept. So it doesn't have to be um, an enormous analysis for a small project or a small initiative. So our privacy impact assessments are all posted online at ftc.gov. And you can see that for very large databases like our consumer database where we receive consumer complaints, that privacy impact assessment is probably 25 or 30 pages single spaced wow. because of the amount of data we collect and the risks involved. But we have other privacy impact assessments that are five or six pages for a much smaller project that involves much less sensitive information. I'd also like to point out that, you know, you mentioned small businesses and working at home, and this might sound really daunting, but there are some really amazing resources on our website at ftc.gov and also at a website called onguardonline.gov about um, setting up a data security program about these very issues that I think might be very helpful to your listeners. Oh, my goodness. You have the most fabulous website. So we're going to say that again, ftc.gov. You have all sorts of things about, you know, setting up privacy for small businesses, large businesses, how to deal with the red flag rules. If you're, a, a, you know, a company that deals with financial issues or you're subject to the uh, the red flag rules of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So, yes, the FTC website has an incredible amount of free information that is great for everyone, whether you're a business owner or you're an employee, anything that you need to know about privacy or many other issues for consumer protection, go to the FTC.gov. And you know what? We are just about out of time, so I just want you to um, 
I just want to thank you so much, Mark. You are just so filled with great information, and I'm hoping we can have you back again to find out all the other great things that you're doing for the Federal Trade Commission and really for consumers in general. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you. It was really a pleasure to be here. It's fun. Okay, now you get to go home. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye now. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy where you can see our upcoming guests. You can download podcasts. You can write us emails about what's important to you and you can actually see our upcoming guests and see their websites and find out all sorts of wonderful things about privacy in the information age. Thank you so much. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.